Hello and welcome to the How They Did It Business Podcast, where we share stories from the best in business. I'm your host, Alec Taylor, the founder of Diverse VC. Today, we have Skillshare's marketing influencer lead, Ethan Mantell, who's been in the startup marketing world for over seven years, starting his career at MoviePass before transitioning over to Skillshare as the second member of the marketing team. The company has grown to over 12 million members, 100 plus employees, and raised both Series C and D rounds. Ethan's focus has been on scaling influencer and creator marketing on YouTube, growing it from a nascent test channel to the seven-figure growth driver it is today. While Ethan spends an absorbent amount of time in the YouTube universe, he's also a general media aficionado and nurses a semi-secret passion for filmmaking. Ethan, so excited to have you on today's podcast. With that said, I know you're super busy. Are you ready to hop into our fire round? Yeah, let's do it, Alec. I'm ready. Awesome, man. With that said, you know, what book have you given the most to people and, and why do you give that book? Yeah, it's a it's an interesting question. I, I actually don't gift books a lot, to be honest, but I think if I were to gift a book of fiction specifically, I would probably go with The Alchemist. It's just like such a good like hero's journey. It's very universal. And if I was to go nonfiction... I think from like a business perspective, I think any Seth Godin book is totally worth reading from a marketing perspective. I think he's just such a good, he's got such a good, interesting look at marketing and like a very zoomed out way of defining what marketing is. And I think he's got a lot of cool ideas. So yeah, those would be, those would be my two options. I love that. And it sounds like Seth Godin kind of gives you a really strong, I guess, kind of framework to be able to build from. Is that what I'm hearing from you on like where he offers a lot of value? Yeah, totally. He also writes a lot about kind of creativity. And I actually took a, a creative workshop that he, he ran earlier this year. And it's uh, a lot of it is just about kind of shipping work, doing the best that you can and making decisions that are kind of good for the world, not like short term marketing decisions. His book, Permission Marketing, came out as an antithesis to the typical like clickbait type of marketing that, that was happening a lot in, in kind of maybe the earlier days of the internet. And so I, I always uh, kind of like that uh, more holistic way of looking at, at marketing and interacting with people and communicating with them. Wow, that is really cool. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. I'm sure tons of marketers are going to hop on that right away. Um, very cool. With that said, let's hop into the next question. So let's say you have a gigantic billboard. People all around the world will see it. What are you going to put on that billboard? My initial instinct is to always listen first. And I think that actually helps to kind of bridge a lot of gaps in understanding and smooth a lot of potentially difficult conversations that you have to have with people inevitably. And I think everybody can kind of benefit from each party kind of taking a listen first approach before kind of injecting their own opinion into things. Yeah, I think there's like the listen, learn, and then, uh, you know, relate approach is kind of like one of the things. Because yeah. then you can find where you do have a lot of commonalities where a lot of people, they, they find that it, there's only one little thing. Hey, I like red over blue, but I like colors in general, right? Yeah. And, and if you can at least find that common ground, you're able to make so much progress. Um, that, yeah. I love that. That is really fantastic. So let's keep sliding forward. I want to talk about habits. Do you happen to have like an unusual habit or an absurd thing you do or, 
or something that's just really unique? <laughs> yeah, I, it's not very unique, but I take pictures of my food a lot. I would consider kind of food and cooking and eating kind of a, a side passion of mine. When I first moved to New York, I worked at a restaurant for a year and a half, and it was just like really, really eye-opening as far as like seeing the culinary world out there in New York City and one of like the culinary capitals of the world and having to learn new things about wine and different vegetables and like work in a kitchen. And I think that really, that passion kind of continued even as I moved outside of, of that restaurant industry. So I do that. And then also like maybe somewhat unusual is trying to do uh, morning pages every morning, which is a technique this writer, Julia Cameron, talks about in a book called The Artist Way. And it's just doing longhand free pages about kind of whatever you want. Every morning, I tend to not get to it every morning, but it's a nice habit to just kind of focus your thoughts, emotions, all that stuff, and kind of digest it all. It's a very good uh, kind of meditative practice. I love that. That was honestly a two-for-one. One of our questions is how, when you know, you're feeling overwhelmed, do you get yourself brought back in and, and focus? And, and, you know, you covered that one there as well. I love that so much. Yeah. It's, it's funny. We talked to a lot of different entrepreneurs, uh, investors, and just like people who are killing it in, in the, the professional world. And a one of the pieces is that they take time to kind of separate themselves and, and work through their own thoughts, whether it be a short walk in the morning or writing things down. It's tremendously impactful. Now, talking about working through things, I want to talk about failure. We all have failure. It comes in different shapes, sizes, and they mean different things to us at different times in life. Now, do you even have a failure or something that appeared to be a failure to you, and it actually turned out to be a success or, or sets you up down the road? Yeah, I think so. When I first moved to New York, I was trying to I was trying to work in the film production industry, so like getting kind of assistant jobs or reader jobs at independent film production companies. And I had an interview lined up for a specific internship. And on the interview day, I just totally forgot I had the interview. And I was mortified. And I think they emailed me and said like, hey, you're coming in today. And this is kind of like early on in my professional career. And I kind of froze and said something like, oh, the trains are really bad. Like, Maybe I'll come later in the week or so, or like something that was like a very transparent, like bad excuse. And so when, when you ask that question, I think about like, I don't know what that could have led to. It could have been some sort of butterfly effect where, you know, I'm not in this, this seat that I am right now at that Skillshare working in marketing, but it definitely at the, in the moment felt very mortifying and just a really a terrible thing to do if you're trying to set yourself up for success in a particular career path. So I think the moral of it is your life is kind of a winding road. It's not necessarily going to be a straight path to exactly what you want. And I think I still kind of harbor these, these filmmaking passions a little bit. So it might be something I return to later in my life. And I'm just making peace with that, you know, later on. So. Any entrepreneurs and investors looking to do filmmaking, looks like we might have somebody, Ethan Mantel, reach out to him. Get them on the line. <laughs> it's really great. And I think that actually speaks to two things that just kind of comes to mind is one, you know, preparation to, for freak accidents or for mistakes. Like, I think a lot of people don't prepare to be able to handle a, I made a mistake here, I completely missed. You know, some people might use the, my grandma died. But, you know, having a, a real honest reason or just trying to have something that, that makes sense is professional, prepared and have it in your back pocket 
is your fail safe? And that's just a huge part, you know, when it comes to hiring or whatever that may be, even in a project. And I, I think that's really big. And then also just, I totally agree with you, right? You know, where would you be now if, if you didn't take that opportunity or moved around? But either way, you know, life is, and this is kind of one of the, the projects, you know, myself and Mark Flory, one of the first guys we brought on the podcast, talked about, or I should say topics rather, is the, the you know, the nonlinear work path or, or the nonlinear life, right? You know, there's, there's not a straight line. You start out point A, you end at point B. There's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, K, you know, like everywhere all around going back, going forward. So I, I love that yeah. a lot. All right, moving forward. You know, I want to talk about beliefs, behaviors, and habits. You know, over the past few years or so, and especially with COVID, we can even bring it down to just the past few months if you'd like. You haven't have any belief or habit or even a behavior that's changed and, and really improved your life. Yeah, I think the morning pages that I touched on earlier has been something that I've been doing over the past couple years now consistently. And that's been, it's been a really nice thing to come back to every morning. And I kind of made like a, an investment into like a nice notebook that I can refill constantly. And it's just a nice thing to like come back to. It's very tactile. And it just kind of takes me away from the computer that I'm sitting at literally eight to 10 hours a day now. So that's a really nice one. And then I think of the same vein, I've been trying to be really consistent about meditating every day for at least 10 minutes. And it's just been, it's been a really nice, again, a disconnect from the internet and jobs and screen time and all that. And then I'd also just give a shout out to like therapy and talking, like talk therapy with, with somebody. I find that to be really helpful as far as getting out of my own head, which I tend to do a lot and kind of piece through how I'm feeling, whether, you know, my thoughts make sense or not. If I'm getting in these kind of like spirals that I need to kind of extricate myself from, I think all those are, are really great, like self-reflective habits that I've, that I've been developing. Absolutely. And, and some of the most successful people, you know, maintain somewhat similar or even tertiary levels of those kind of habits, which is really fantastic to hear. And, you know, that talk therapy piece is just super unique. So many people have a negative connotation toward therapy. And to be quite frank, you know, therapy can come in many different forms. I think first off, just understanding what it is. And, and how it can impact you in the different forms is huge. Therapy can come mm-hmm. in the form of, you know, going and mowing your lawn out back and thinking about your life all the way to actually talking with a friend or a professional, you know. So there's many mm-hmm. different tiers and it's so impactful for just helping you work through, you know, your problems in life. Um, and yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Last question on this fire round. Are you ready? Yes. Bring it on. It's funny. You said yes, but the question is about No. What have you become better at saying no to? And and how do you go about saying no? Yeah, so I think I've gotten better at saying no to, honestly, myself and about being, I think when you're starting out in a new profession or an entrepreneurial activity of any kind, it can feel like you're kind of in a sink or swim situation. You might feel a lot of imposter syndrome. And I that's definitely true of me starting into marketing. And I think as I've gotten more matured in my career and gotten more confident in these abilities, I've been able to kind of shake off that feeling a little bit more. And I think that's been really important. And I think alongside that, also being able to say no to specific, you know, strategy recommendations or tactics that somebody might think would be the best thing to employ, like deploy within the company if it's in 
my domain of expertise, I have more faith in my ability to say, you know, no, that's not the right approach. And, and here is the right approach because of X, Y, and Z reasons. I love that so much. And, yeah. and, and you know, really the idea is like, hey, I'm, I leverage my skill, my my understanding in this unique space to be able to say no, and, and not in a bad way, but a, hey, let's reframe this and let's take this approach because it's going to be more impactful. And I'd love, we're, I'm super excited to, to take a deeper dive on that in part two, where we understand a little bit more about your background. With that said, listeners, we are done with part one, the fire round with Ethan Mantel. Please check out part two, where we take a deeper dive on his background, learn about influencer marketing, talk a little bit more about how he made that pivot from the film and media area into this marketing seat and understand how he's pushing forward marketing at one of the most innovative companies, Skillshare. Talk to you guys soon.